and welcome to the Bodybuilding Dietitians Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today for what is now episode four of our Road to 2021 series. And as always, you're joined by your hosts, Tiara and Jack. Now, before we get into this episode, just want to remind you that if you do enjoy these podcasts, please feel free to tell your family and friends about them. Take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram stories, tag myself, tag Jack, tag the bodybuilding dietitians. And if you are interested in getting in touch with us regarding our coaching services, you can always find our website at www.thebodybuildingdietitians.com or just click it down in the show notes below or in any of our Instagram bios. So without further ado, let's get this episode cracking. So Jack, how's your past week been? Yeah, it's been a great week. So at the moment, I'm midway through a deload and I wrapped up my uh, last week of training on Saturday. So it was a six week block. And considering that it was um, this whole block of training was at home, it was actually really successful. So I feel like it was actually probably just as good as I would have done in the gym. And potentially even due to starting those new movements, I might have even been a little bit more uh, fatigued than usual as well. But overall, very successful, uh, especially on the squat and my pressing movements. Both my, um, probably my squat and my seated OHP has been the strongest it's been, um, which is really good, especially coming back from injuries in both of those. So how much were they able to increase this past block compared to previously? So... Previously, my best for squat was uh, 140, and I did 140 um, this uh, last week as well, but probably at a lower intensity, which is good. And seated OHP, I got up to about 80 kilos for eight reps, and I did 85 for 10 reps um, this past week. So that's quite a big improvement as well. Epic. Man, I can't even imagine lifting 85 kilograms over my head 10 times. So, boy, (laughs) you could easily OHP me. I'm only just over 60 kilograms. So, heck, you know, if something ever happens to the barbell or something, (laughs) you know, I'm always here. (laughs) Yep. So, yeah, midway through deload right now. Um, The way I structure deload at the moment, which which has been working well, is basically three full body days a week. And I just do a push-pull quad hamstring some arm stuff um, keep it pretty chilled uh, I reduce volume by sorry I reduce intensity by about 20% and keep volume at about 10 sets per week for each body part so um, fairly laid back again I'm not worried about uh, the priority is recovery so um, and I found that only training three days a week I come back um, feeling pretty energized to get back into it I'm very recovered and yeah I've noticed quite a, a lot of changes even this week like um, just feeling a lot more relaxed. Um, and also I feel like my physique is really filled out. Um, now that the stresses have been mm-hmm. relieved. Yeah. Yeah. You look awesome this week, you know, taking progress photos and it just seems as though, you know, from a deload, that reduction in systemic fatigue, you just lose like this kind of film of water over yourself, not just you, but people in general, you mm. know, and just that extra inflammation. And you can actually look better, which is why it's so great to take a deload during peak week, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's been a great week and I'm already keen to get back into training. So Epic. So do you have any uh, goals for this next training block? You know, what are what are your predictions? What are some things you're aiming for? Yeah, so I'd like to get to... Probably, I would love to do 150 for eight reps for squat, which I think we said last week. And for seated OHP, uh, I reckon 90 kilos would be pretty cool for eight to 10 reps. And 
Yeah, those, those are my two main ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm predicting probably, you know, we're probably going to go through, well, we. <laughs> you, we take deloads at different times, but this next training block for you, it's probably going to be another ISO training block again, mm. you know, with predictions of gyms probably, ah, God, I wish they would, but who knows if they're going to open in the next like six to eight weeks kind of thing. Yeah, so it's well, probably- we'll find out today. Yeah, so cabinet meetings at 10 a.m. That is true, boy. And we can report on that next week. <laughs> yeah, I found that. Yeah, I found that six week blocks have been really good for me. Um, coming from in the past, like a couple of years ago, not dealing at all to deloading a lot more frequently than other people. Like you never deloaded. Well, you know that we no. both didn't deload. <laughs> well, like, you know, like I would take, like if I needed some rest, I'd take some rest. But Yeah, but not a structured deload. I would deload yeah. when we went on holiday or when yeah. I was sick, yeah. et cetera. Of course. And then just train. <laughs> Probably, yeah, it was just a different time. Yeah. So how did you manage your nutrition this week for your deload? Did anything change? So I, I still eat the same amount on training days and I've just decreased our rest day carbs by 50 mm-hmm. so um yeah just to compensate for the reduced energy expenditure and so far my weight has stayed pretty much the same at 92 so damn that's, that's awesome yeah. that's amazing and like has your other activity increased at all or have steps pretty much stayed the same uh they pretty much stayed the same yeah mm-hmm. yeah and what about other things like sleep you know have you noticed anything else there have you noticed like just from taking a deload just a reduction in niggles like um no not really to be honest you're still feeling niggly <laughs> well I, fortunately i didn't have too it wasn't that bad at the end of last block which is which is very good for me Damn. and yeah i'm just trying to think i have yeah this like phantom hip pain which is still going on mm-hmm. um my lower back is tight sometimes but that's about it man maybe you need to start doing some yoga with me you mm-hmm. know a bit of downward dog it would certainly help that back <laughs> How's your week been going though? My week's been really good. You know, it's been another really just solid week of just work, training, nutrition, just really just fallen into a groove with everything. And uh, this past week, you know, like the restrictions were minorly lifted here in Queensland and I was allowed to go to the dog beach. So I um, went off to the dark dog beach at Nudgee Beach on Sunday afternoon, just low tide and just, man, playing fetch with the dogs out in the sun. It's just so beautiful out there and it was so nice to just go do something small like that after being literally isolated here you know for so many weeks even though we go out you know to the park multiple times per day and go out with the dogs but just to be able to go to a new location like the beach boy i i really really missed it but that was wonderful and uh yeah it's just been a solid week of training i'm just feeling i say it every week dude but just still coming off the back end of like a six month comp prep like every single day every single training session just every single set and rep i'm just feeling significantly stronger like this past week you know um i finally got nine reps on chin-ups which i've never done before like you know my my previous best was i actually started at five reps and then i got up to you know six seven eight and then this last week i did nine and i'm heavier now too you know i started off doing five reps when i was like in the 58 kilograms or something And now, you know, I'm, that's another thing, you know, my body weight's actually pretty significantly up, which is pretty interesting. So I actually haven't changed my macros 
for this entire training block, pretty much since we entered isolation, you know, my second week coming out of my comp prep, my macros have been pretty steady at 375 carb, 180 protein, and 40 grams of fat. And I've just been riding that out. And for those first few weeks, you know, weight gain was very, it was is quite slight, you know, maybe 200, 300 grams every single week. But like these past like couple of weeks, it's just spiked up. So, uh, so the week, about two weeks ago, it was 60.8 kilograms on average. At the end of last week, it was 61.6 kilograms on average. And this week I'm weighing in at 62.3 kilograms on average. So it's really spiking up despite not changing my nutrition. And, uh, you know, my step count is still pretty much the same. I, I love to go on walks. So steps are usually between like 13 to 15,000 steps per day. But man, I just, I don't know, my weight is up, but I actually love the way that I look right now. You know, I love the way that my progress photos are looking. I love the way that I feel. I feel very self-confident. So I'm just honestly embracing it. But it's, it is really interesting, you know, that my weight keeps going up, but I don't know, to, to me, like the way I look at myself in the mirror and also the way I look at myself in photos, I'm like, I don't necessarily look like I've put on a significant amount of body fat. So I don't know, it's interesting, but I'll I'll take it. And uh, gosh, it just it just goes to show, I, I don't really know, right, Jack? Like I, I said, like I'd probably cap my weight gain at 64 kilograms this year before we start comp prep again. Mm-hmm. But that's when it was just slowly going up, you know, like high 59s, low 60s, but now all the way up into the 62s. Who knows? You know, it's just just really have to play it by ear to keep taking skin folds, keep taking progress photos. But yeah, man, I feel good. I love the way that I look. I'm really I'm really happy to be in a position where I am very self-confident and I can take progress photos and actually look at them and be like, man, I'm, I'm heavier, but like I could still put on some more mass, you know, <laughs> mass. Um, literally I need to I need to mass. <laughs> I could I could use some more size. But this, I know that like I'm tall as well. So when I put on weight, it's kind of evenly distributed. So if I was like 10 or 15 centimeters shorter, an extra two kilograms would look very, very different. But mm. I don't know, you know, it's directly correlated with uh, my, my performance in the gym. I'm just, I'm feeling so freaking strong and yeah, I don't know. Like this, these past few weeks as well. Um, I spoke about this on our previous podcast, but you can go back and listen to uh, to the end of that episode. But I've pretty much been I've been eating a lot more chili powder lately, and I've been eating a lot more chilies. And I've been doing some, you know, some reading into the health benefits of chilies uh, and also their effects on exercise performance. And um, pretty much just eating more chili powder, it can make you a lot more tolerable to pain. And it also can reduce the perception of effort during exercise. And it also has an impact on calcium kinetics too. So the way that calcium's released from your sarcoplasmic reticulum, um, and then, you know, sock, I can never pronounce that word. Anyway, more calcium is released into the muscle cell and that translates into greater force production. But Oh gosh, just lately, like, I just feel like I'm still training just as hard or every single session, I'm adding more weight to the bar. I'm adding more weight to the dumbbells, but like, I'm able to push for more reps, but I also don't feel as gassed. Like when I used to do things like front squats, RDLs, 
lunges after like my last set like I would just be red in the face sweating like oh my god I need to catch my breath Jack just give me a minute um but now I just I don't feel I don't feel like that anymore I feel like my recovering heart rate is amazing and I've always had good cardio respiratory fitness but something's going on man I think there's something in the chilies I I honestly think so (laughs) but yeah pretty much This last week has been really, really good. And another thing that's probably really added to that is that I've just been very consistent with my yoga. So a few weeks ago, when we very first started this podcast, I made one of my goals to, you know, do yoga every single morning um, that week. And that's just continued on. I think this is my, the end of my fourth week now of consistently doing, yeah, four weeks already. Uh, of doing yoga every single morning just for 20 minutes. I've been using this down dog app and I was inspired by my client called Macy and gosh, just being consistent with that and just doing yoga, it just puts me in such a good frame of mind in the morning, but just stretching, gosh, my my hamstring flexibility is getting so much better, my proprioception, my balance, and that's just majorly translating into improved performance and other exercises like things like lunges and stuff and things like RDLs and ability to stretch and my recovery and just Gosh, guys, like 15, 20 minutes of yoga per day can just work wonders. So could not recommend that enough. But uh, yeah, overall, it's been it's been a really, really solid week. And we also had our, our second rest day roast on Sunday, too, which was a special one. So we did decide to go with turkey drumsticks. I actually got them on sale. It, it must have just been meant to be because like, mm two massive turkey drumsticks they're they're supposed to be like $13 or something but they were reduced down to $4 I was like sweet oh my gosh Jack so $2 each for just a turkey drumstick so and Jack has never had turkey drumsticks before boy I don't know what he's been doing with his life what he's been eating (laughs) but yeah so we had two massive turkey drumsticks we had a bunch of potatoes sweet potatoes roast vegetables and uh I must, like, my dad must have been, like, raised me to be a very, very good cook because Jack um, just devoured his <laughs> turkey and had a bit of an incident. <laughs> yeah, so I was I was just eating my turkey and um, out of the blue, my I felt my tooth chip. And it really was out of the blue. Like, I think I was just, yeah, eating it. I was, I don't know, gnawing at a tendon or something. I was, didn't even bite into the bone. But yeah, I've chipped this two, three times and this was the third time in a different spot somehow as well. So fortunately I was able to go to the dentist two days later and um, get it patched up. Yeah. Oh my gosh. (laughs) The thing is, is that, yeah, so Jack bit into this turkey and he's like, oh no, Tierra. And he looked at me and smiled and it's just missing half half a tooth <laughs> and we didn't even fight do you think he swallowed it yeah i definitely swallowed it oh boy so yeah but the thing is like i i must have made this turkey very very well because <laughs> jack didn't uh, even we both made it though that's the thing <laughs> i spiced it i marinated it but um just because my my dad you know my dad is always uh i've grown up with my dad obviously and he's taught me how to cook especially like barbecuing and roasting meats and stuff like that so i got a bit of a skill for spicing and marinating things but this thing must have tasted good because jack didn't even get up from the table (laughs) well it's it's normal for me i'm very accustomed to breaking teeth now especially Uh, that one third time's a charm 
But yeah, Jack didn't even get up. We just kept eating our dinner. And then it wasn't until we'd finished dinner that Jack finally got up and looked at the tooth. Like, it, like I think anyone else, especially myself, if I like cracked a tooth, I don't care where I am. I'm finding some sort of reflection to see how bad it was. Like, or maybe you were just putting it off. Maybe you're just like, oh, I just want to enjoy the rest of my meal before I take a look at my grin. Mm. <laughs> No, I think it was just that I've I've done it twice before. I I know you know I'm, what to expect. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm a veteran in this. Yes, in this sense. <laughs> but the dentist did such a good job. You can't even notice that Jack got his um that Jack had cracked his tooth. Like you mm. can't see a line in it or anything. Yeah, if anything, because it's one of my big front teeth. So, like, it's everyone can look at it. So yeah, Bye-bye. but uh, the other the tooth next to it actually draws your attention because it has like a white. Mm. dot on it it's like a mole on your tooth so yeah that's probably a good thing though mm-hmm. but uh, i did take a progress photo of jack so i took an after photo of the turkey and i got a good grin with a missing tooth and now i've got another photo of uh him with two proper teeth again so i've got to send that to my dad and tell him about jack's first turkey experience <laughs> yeah one of my clients the next day in my call he he kind of was wondering what was off about my appearance and then i smiled at him <laughs> Yeah, that's, I guess that's the, uh, I don't want to say downside of doing video calls, but if, if something cosmetic ever happens, you know, your clients are the first ones to notice. Mm. Did they, did he notice that it was your tooth or did he was just like, something's changed? Yeah, he was a bit unsure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah. That's Enough about my teeth. Let's, let's an- move on. Enough about your teeth. Okay, moving on. So we got some uh, personal questions and this one, first one's directed to Tierra. Curious as to where Tierra is originally from. I thought you mentioned Canada. So yes, I am from Canada and you guys might recognize that from my voice, which I don't necessarily sound Australian, but I do live in Australia. So I moved to Australia when I was nine years old. I uh, was born and raised in Canada and lived there until I was nine. And now I am 22, turning on 23, and I've lived in Australia ever since. So I am more Australian than I am Canadian. You know, I have lived here for uh, the majority of my life, I would say. But the interesting thing is, is that I actually have three citizenships. So I have a Canadian citizenship because I was born there. I have an Australian citizenship because I've lived here so many years and we uh, applied for citizenship and we got that back in like 2009. And then I also have a citizenship to the USA because Both of my parents were born and raised in the USA. So my dad's from California. My mom is from Wyoming. And uh, the way that it works is that if both of your parents are U.S. citizens, then their children are entitled to a U.S. citizenship as well. So kind of got three, which is pretty freaking cool, you know, so I could kind of go to any any of those countries and uh, I could study in any of those countries, could live in any of those countries if I'd like to. So it's pretty neat. But between us ah uh, yeah i love australia though i love it here so much i love the beaches but i certainly don't sound australian like <laughs> people always say that they're like man you still have your accent and i'm like you don't understand how uh <laughs> just how difficult it is to actually sound australian <laughs> i would have to put in a lot of effort to try to sound australian and i would Can just sound rid- okay man what do you want me to say <laughs> good day mate good day Get guy, mate. <laughs> wow, that's good. <laughs> that's the thing, though. It's it's the A's and the R's. Like, if I was to say good day, mate, like, 
it, it doesn't sound very Australian. But a, a, a thing is, is that if you want to see if someone is Australian, right, what you do is you ask them to say, park your car in Harvard's yard, right? So Jack, say, park your car in Harvard's yard. Park your car in Harvard's yard. Exactly. <laughs> Park your car in Harvard's yard. Like it's. I don't even have a strong Aussie accent. <laughs> I know, but you still said it with those ahs and the ah. Like I don't know. It's like it's like half half pirate, pretty much. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, but pretty much yes, I am from Canada. But please don't quiz me on Canadian geography because my Canadian ge- geography is atrocious. Like it's pretty much equivalent to an Australian not knowing where Perth is. You know, people are like. Oh, you know, I'm or from ACT. Yeah, or anywhere pretty much. They're like, oh, you know, I'm from Ontario or like, you know, I'm from Nova Scotia. And like, I've got to rack my brain and be like, okay, where is that on the map? Like my, my response is pretty much just like, oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also the thing is as well, when you are a certain nationality, you know, people somehow always seem to link that nationality to them. Like I, I used, I worked many years as a waitress, you know, in a Thai restaurant, Italian restaurant. And, um, I'd speak to people and they'd be like, oh, where are you from? And I'm like, oh, I'm from Canada. And they're like, oh my gosh, my niece's cousin, their baby's from Canada. (laughs) And like, how am I supposed to? And I'm just like, that's so cool. (laughs) Which part? And then they tell me which part. And I don't even know where that is on the map. And I'm just like. That's 600 kilometers from (laughs) British Columbia. Oh gosh. And then I just changed the topic. I'm like, how spicy would you like your curry? (laughs) But, um. Yeah, pretty much, yes. I'm from Canada, but I live in Australia, and I am Australian, and I'm from the U.S. too. So, Jack, this next question is directed at you. Well, it's kind of directed at both of us, but you first. So it says, what is Jack's steroid cycle? Better yet, Tiara, what is your steroid cycle? You know, I actually wish this question was legit, because then people would think we're big enough to warrant using steroids yeah dude that's actually that is actually a goal you know some people take offense to that you know when some people say like they accuse you of being on steroids like i know some people take offense but i would almost take that as a compliment in a way because i'm like what do you mean wow. of course it's a compliment no but people are like why would you think i can't achieve this naturally and they get like all really angry and it's like Personally, if someone was like, whoa, like, are you enhanced? Like, I would take that as a compliment because that actually means that my physique is at a level that people think I'm enhanced. That means I've attained a pretty phenomenal physique. So I would never get cranky if someone asked me, you know, like, are you on drugs? Mm. <laughs> like, I don't know. That, that's just me. Except when you <laughs> fail the drug test. Yes, but no, would never because we're natty, baby. <laughs> Yeah, that pretty much sums up that answer very well. Yeah, honestly, I think the only thing I've cycled is a bike. So, (laughs) okay, so moving on to this uh, next question. This will be the last one. This one says, what are the top three pieces of equipment you're looking forward to the most when uh, you return back to the gym? Top three. Yeah, this is an exciting question and hopefully it's soon, but probably number one would have to actually be a lap pull down machine. We have a lap pull down yes, machine. Yes, we do, but it's not it's not quite the same. Yeah, I know. I yeah. actually well to be honest, like I like it. I get a really mm. good connection with that machine. Yeah, it's mm. just um I can't do uh I can only do single arm just because it's uh it's not stable enough to do two handed for me. Oh, that's true. You yeah. know, yeah, you're too strong for our little one one cable machine. <laughs> yeah, and I um 
I do like pull-ups, but they're just not the, quite the same for me as um, as lat pull-down. I prefer lat pull-down. And yeah, number two would be like leg press slash hack squat. Mm-hmm. Probably I'm looking more look more forward to leg press because I enjoy doing single leg press as well. And number three would have to be uh, the probably seated leg curl. Because, mm. um, I mean, we have our, a leg curl thingy right now, but it's just not quite the same. Yeah, we've got this really funky thing attached to our bench. We've, like, posted a few videos of it on Instagram, but it's just, like, this one pole attached to the end of the bench where, like, you can either, you know, push up to do leg extension or you can also lay on your belly and curl up to uh, do leg curl. But, boy, it is it is funky for sure. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and... Uh, if I had to fit another one, it would be back extension. Yeah. yeah, damn, back extension. One of your clients actually built his own back mm. extension, didn't yeah. he? Boy. Yeah, he did. Is it made out of like wood though? Yeah, it is, but he puts a yoga mat on it, I think, so it doesn't, oh, it's perfect. doesn't hurt his yeah. waist. And hopefully he doesn't get any splinters. But mm. yeah, no, those are those are good. And what about you? Yeah, mine are, probably, mine are probably pretty similar. You know, I'm really on a mission right now to grow my quads and... Uh, Pretty much when I get back into the gym, it is, it's full steam ahead right now. You know, I've added in a hell of a lot more quad work because it's just my most lacking body part. Uh, But I'm really looking forward to leg press again, that's for sure. I'm really looking forward to having the Smith machine back because right now I'm doing barbell lunges and I have gotten a lot better at those, especially just uh, from doing yoga, it's really helped with my balance. So being able to balance better with that free weight barbell, I've been able to add more weight. But if I'm going to do a barbell lunge, I want to do it on a Smith machine because you can just load it up so much heavier and you can just, yeah, pretty much really just put all of the weight on the quads and you don't have to really uh, care about that balance component because in the Smith machine, you're just going straight up and down in that one movement plane. So I'm really keen to have Smith machine lunges back and probably just like a good, yeah, a good leg extension and a good leg curl for sure. But everything else, you know, we're pretty much just doing barbell and dumbbell work. So I'd be doing the exact same in the gym. Mm. I'm, I'm keen to have a proper barbell again, you know, not our, yeah, our funky definitely. little thing. It does the job, but keen to have an Olympic mm. barbell back in my hands. More so for me than for you, I think. Yeah, well, me too. You know, like the thing is Jack and I are training in this tiny little gym, right? So we always have to share things. And because like we've added so many barbell movements to our training program at the moment, uh, you know, Jack's always usually using the big barbell. And then usually we either have to like, I've got to unrack like a freaking 100 or 150 kilograms or something to use the barbell for my exercise while he does his exercise. Like if I'm doing seated OHP and Jack's doing RDLs, like we got to take a lot of plates on and off. So I'm usually using like a smaller little barbell, one of those ones that weighs like one kilogram. So, it's not even metal. Probably. Oh boy, I'm just keen to have a proper bar. I'm just keen to have the gym back, be in there. Oh my gosh, just I want to go back to that beautiful shed, you know? Mm. Yeah. Not long, let's hope. Okay, so we'll pretty much round up this episode now. And as always, we'll finish on something that we want to improve upon for the next week. And I'll let Tiara go first. Well, mine's probably got to do with one of my yoga poses that I'm just like... <laughs> 
I can't properly do right now. It's called a standing split. And if anyone wants to know what that is, pretty much just Google it. But yeah, it's pretty much where you're like, you've got one leg straight, you're bent over with both arms straight. And then the other leg is way up in the air, right? And like straight above that other leg, like parallel. So, oh my gosh, it's really tough. And when I've been, when um, I've been doing my yoga routines right now and it's like standing split, I'm like, oh God, not this again. And like, I try to do it, but I just can't get that back leg up. So I'm just going to keep practicing that. I want to improve upon that. I need you to take a photo for me. That's what we'll do after this podcast. I need Jack to take a photo of me for what, how it looks right now, which is crazy. And then, you know, I want to keep practicing and then one day I'll get it and I'll be, it'll be like, it'll be like a progress photo for yoga. So mm. yeah, that's that. Uh, that's what I want to improve on this week is my standing split. What about you, Jack? So mine will always probably be training because that's the main thing I improve upon each week. And I would probably like to get maybe 140 for three sets of eight for squats. Mm-hmm. So is that the same Wait, you did 140 for three by eight before, or was it three by six? Three by seven. Three by seven. Oh, right in the middle, babes. <laughs> All right. So three by eight. So up, up three reps total. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And it, yeah, it might not sound like a big deal, but, um, because it's my first week back at training, like I don't want to be going anywhere that close to failure. Mm-hmm. So I would ideally probably like two or three reps in reserve. Yeah. But at the same time, any like you say it's not that big a deal, but I think anyone who trains with intensity and does barbell back squats knows that an extra rep is a big deal, mm. especially across all sets. Like that's that's tough. You know, that ain't a walk in the park. So yeah, thank you. Yeah, well, I'll film it for you and uh, let's do it. Let's improve. Yeah, so pretty much the end of our fourth episode. Awesome, yeah, it's been a great episode. And yeah, looking forward to the ones to come. There'll be many more in the future. Mm-hmm. On the weekly. <laughs> so yeah, guys, if you enjoyed this episode, please remember to uh, screenshot it, post it to your story, tell your family and family and friends, tag myself, tag Tierra, tag the bodybuilding dietitians, and we'll see you guys next week for another two episodes. Bye bye.